0: In the name of God, who creates, redeems, and sanctifies. Amen. Last week, we heard Jesus warn us about the high cost of discipleship. He warns the disciples that doing the right thing, choosing love and justice, insisting on the spreading of the kingdom of God, often comes with a personal cost, and it is never easy. Sometimes in order to speak the truth, We pay the cost even in our closest relationships, because justice never comes free. The text we hear this morning immediately follows that, so they're connected. Jesus drifts from what he's saying last week right into what we hear this week. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. Whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. But how do we welcome God? How do we position ourselves for this welcome and for this reward? In the summer, the church enters into what we call ordinary time, and I think the name rather undersells the important work that we do all summer long. But it's called that because we don't observe any major feasts and instead we enter into a time of learning. And since we do it every summer, we enter into a time of relearning, recognizing that as disciples, we always need to begin again. Our learning is always new. So real transformation of ourselves and of our lives comes from the regular recommitting of ourselves to the simplest teachings of Jesus, which sounds easy, but actually usually come with some pretty deep and profound personal work. We learn how to be pulled more and more deeply into the life of God, which is its own reward by returning again and again to try to master these basic lessons of Jesus. This morning, the word welcome appears six times in the gospel passage you just heard that is only two sentences long. Hospitality was a tremendously important part of life in the ancient world. Jews and early Christians believed deeply that they were meant to welcome the stranger, that this was part of their faith in the world. They were supposed to feed them and shelter them, wash their feet and treat those strangers as honored guests. There are wild, expansive, and expensive stories of welcome in scripture, because we are always invited to mirror the hospitality of God, which is unending and radical and more than we can ask or imagine. Early Christians needed the hope of that hospitality. They needed to believe that they could rely on each other because their world was harsh and dangerous They needed to depend on the kindness of strangers, on a sense of what was good for the whole people of God, not just good for one person at the expense of another. And in many ways, their life and their life together depended on this practice of hospitality. They needed each other. And truthfully, our reality, our present, isn't different at all. We know hospitality and this sense of radical welcome was deeply important to Jesus. He lives it, and he shows it to us everywhere he goes, inviting the sick and the sinner, incorporating women and the outcasts, ignoring social norms that keep people apart. Jesus makes sure that there is always room at the table for everyone. And so here he teaches us a simple first step, the first building block of hospitality, a tiny thing that makes a big difference. In the Greek, it literally says, a cup of the cool. There isn't actually a reference to water there, but it's certainly implied. But it's a cup of the cool, that you might, in the midst of the heat of the world, offer a cup of the cool out of compassion. Not because you expect anything in return, not because it wins friends or influences people, but because when we welcome someone in compassion, our gospel tells us that we welcome Jesus himself. So think for a minute about this cup of the cool. All of us certainly know what it is to be thirsty to be in the heat to need refreshment and rehydration. Sometimes that heat is the physical heat of the outdoors of the garden of labor. Sometimes it's the heat of whatever day, whatever moment we're experiencing in life. That heat could be pain or grief or sadness or suffering or hunger or fear. It can be anything that hurts us and the people that we love. And in that case, the cup of the cool Isn't always just water, but it's always equally as simple. It's food and compassion and a listening ear. It's someone to hold you in your grief. It's anything that brings even momentary relief from the heat of the day, from the heat of the hurt. What Jesus is really saying here is that discipleship isn't always about the grand gesture. We think it is, and sometimes it is. He's serious when he tells us to take up his cross. But we have to remember that the cross Jesus carried to Calvary was made possible because of the life that he lived. The sacrifice he makes on the cross is the culmination of a whole life of love. So that cross stood on one good, faithful, loving action after another. It completed every act of compassion, every moment of mercy, every choice he made to forgive, to heal, to welcome, to feed, to love, to see the dignity in every human being. And we are called to the cross and to that same meaningful sacrifice, knowing that it won't always be easy. But more often, more frequently, we are called to small, one-on-one, rarely noticed, barely seen, acts of compassion and kindness for which we expect nothing in return except the chance to welcome God into our life by caring for the person who is in front of us because whoever it is that stands in front of us in the heat of whatever day they're experiencing is the person that God has called us to love and to offer a cup of the cool, because we know that everyone is suffering, everyone is fighting a battle, or experiencing some kind of pain, even if we can't see it. So in other words, in God's economy, Little acts of hospitality, little moments of mercy, little gestures of love make all the difference, and they have infinite worth. And even if they seem small to us, to God, they are highly prized and meant to be rewarded because there is nothing small about kindness and mercy and compassion, especially when we give it away with no strings, no ego, no expectations. This is, in fact, the ground on which the entire kingdom of God is built. In our time together, I have seen you as a community live into these moments more times than I can count. Right now, we have a good example. We've just finished a peanut butter and jelly drive led by our Comfort so That's a good example in the moment. But I have seen you give over and over and over again to St. Matt's and to our larger community. I have seen you welcome the stranger and I I have watched you find more than water for the one who grieves. I've seen you make countless donations to our mission partners and plan events and even design a new bedroom for a teenager who is surviving cancer. And when I see you now around town wearing masks and trying to respect social distance, it reminds me again that you care about the health and well-being of our neighbors, that you give and serve and welcome people even now, in big and small ways every, every day, even in the midst of this day and the heat of this moment. And I give thanks for that, and it gives me hope. Because this is who Jesus invites us to be, people who practice mercy, people who offer kindness and compassion and expect nothing in return. And if we begin or we begin again, with small things, if we are faithful in a little, even something as small as a cool cup of water, then we will be transformed by that way of life into someone who is faithful in much. And that draws us more and more into the presence of God. And so this morning, the invitation is both one of welcome and of reward. So I'd ask you this morning, who is in front of you today? Who is in front of you this week? Who around you needs compassion? And what simple thing can be that cup of the cool that you offer, that can even momentarily offer them some refreshment from the heat of whatever day, whatever pain they are experiencing? Or is it you who needs to open yourself up to receive the compassion of others, to share with someone the heat that weighs you down, that they might grace you with that cup of the cool? Draw near to God in love and compassion, and your reward will not be taken from you. Amen.